show time. Yeah, here's the show. So it's been a while. Let's see if we can remember how to do this. Westeros of Westeros. That's lame. <laughs> wow. I think we should just start with that hey, quote. Good night. I like oh, that, man. actually. <laughs> oh, my God. You know where I got it? I got it off the site. It just says, the best, the of, best Westeros. of Westeros. Yeah. No, we're, listen, we're literally sitting here, everybody listening. First off, welcome. Uh, we're sitting here and just, you know, catching up. And who just said it? My, no, Selena, Eric. you just said, all right, oh. it's showtime, right? So we're like, she's like, okay, it's showtime. And this is where we like start cracking our knuckles and our like neck and getting all limber and ready to like ask Micah to do a joke. And then, my, and then Eric <laughs> just lays down that just sweet nothing right in her ear holes. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yeah, no, it is. There's uh, two rings of coffee stains on the stationery directly to my left. And Ooh. I am sitting underneath the sunlight inside of my new home. This is the first time I've ever podcasted from it. Of any show ever. Oh so, yeah, yay! Well, Selena, you just moved. Me too, too. Like, actually. I, yeah, you're I like forgot. Kindred spirits in this. That's this we've been true. traversing across continents to finally stay somewhere. How how is yours? Oh, mine is great. I was gonna say I was all excited for you to be podcasting in a new place. Well, no, I guess I did do Mugglecast, but that was in a different room, so it doesn't count. <laughs> no, so you're breaking this room in. Zach's I'm, breaking his yes. room in. Mm-hmm. This is great. This is the deflowering or the christening of. Very uh, important. These respective rooms. How's your new place? It's great. We have a new sofa and it's gray. And we just they have made a lot of apples, apple by the juice. Way. Ooh, <laughs> you were wondering. Really? Yeah, by the way, I've always wanted a uh, a Denmarkian apple. Really? really? Yeah, if you can send Why? me some. Selena, I'd make a pie out of it and I'd share the pie if you ever came back here. Uh, it's going to be really good filling out those custom forms. Apples for Eric. Don't ask me why he just wants them. They're like <laughs> very suspicious. I, I yes. like how honest Selena was in the in the uh, in the Facebook group that we have. She said that she couldn't get to something because she was making apple juice. Oh, <laughs> where does she live that she can't get juice imported? Yeah, this is uh, what we do. You know, from somewhere other than her home country, or why can't you go to the store and buy it? No, Selena has to make it herself. Oh, it's I do. When it's cold pressed right at home, right, Selena? It, it, from your own apples. <laughs> at least then you know whose whose feet were on it. Oh, you know, right. stomping it. I know, and like the uh, what is it? The Lucille Balls of the world stepping into the. I don't even remember what old TV show it was. It was in color though, so that's what's important. I have a pomegranate tree in my backyard, but it what? could it could be passion fruit. The, 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 hmm. the, the jury's out. I have no idea. So Only it could be poisonous. Yeah. No, I cut one open. All right, let me rephrase that. I pulled one off the branch, and these wasps, they didn't know that the house is now mine, and so they decided to attack me. Um, I didn't have an EpiPen nearby, so I was a little shocked and a little afraid, but here I am. I'm alive and well. And we're talking oh, I'm about so allergic to wasps. That was the pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't juiced one yet, but I have been going to Jamba Juice every single other day because I haven't got a new blender yet, and it's been making me really sad. And I don't really, really know if we have the perfect thing to say about why we haven't pushed out a show in the past few weeks. But I know that a good excuse for one of us is that, um, well, I think Micah, you, you would probably tell the story best since it's about yourself. Yeah. Well, after, uh, uncle Ray finished doing some construction, uh, on my <laughs> estate here on Long Island, uh, he decided that it would be great to invite the four of us out to Dubrovnik uh, for his uh, 64th birthday party. Dubrovnik. His name day. <laughs> name day party. Oh. Yes, his name day party. I'm, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we just proceeded to get shitty. And uh, <laughs> we all, you know, ended up in a drunken stupor. And uh, we were out in Croatia and uh, we're just getting back now. And as you guys pointed out, Selena and Zach, you both had to move, actually, yeah. because you were no longer welcomed in your home uh, country <laughs> yeah. and cities, respectively, after know. Uh, you know all the shenanigans that went on out in Croatia. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're all back now, and uh, we've recovered and gotten uh, you know treated for our respective diseases, and our uh, we're ready to go. I think yeah. yes. I think it's important to mention, and we we made an agreement, a, a pact, if you will, you know, sealed with blood. Still with blood stained hand hand bandages, handages, that we mm. were not going to tell you guys, the beautiful goo listening audience, we weren't gonna tell you guys that Uncle Ray gave us a forward copy of The Winds of Winter, which we've all sped read already. And we know everything now. We just we didn't want to tell you guys, but I thought we should just go ahead and tell them. Why not? We owe it them that much. Explains why we were yeah. all casually vacant as of late. Well, well, we can't say anything more than that, though, can we? Well, we can say that he did write the four of us into the books. We are in the new book. We are our own own of the week. Yes, Do we Eric own. Eric is his yes. own own of the week. 
Um, Micah is my own of the week, and Selena, I want to make a joke about the shipping, but I'm not. Oh going gosh, to. don't do it! <laughs> don't touch What's it. Shipping? Whatever ship, no, whatever ship it is. Just, just click around. I'm not going to say anything at all. all right. Anyway, well, I will say I was I was surprised to see that some of these photos from Dubrovnik surfaced online. Of course, we're not in any of them. I guess it's uh, you know our agents couldn't approve the pictures in time for Goo to have the images up, but. Uh, there were some shots of um, Baelish and Circe walking around Croatia in full dress, and sort of everybody else was just in plain clothes, uh, walking around filming for season three. Um, so that was pretty exciting, and uh, obviously Croatia is a beautiful place um, and is going to be home to quite a few good sets in the upcoming season of the TV series. Well, the reality actually is that they didn't allow Peter Dinklage to get in costume after he didn't show up with an Emmy. <laughs> That did happen to him. I laughed it? enough for all of us. Yeah, there. no, I was thinking, I was just like, can I laugh or is this sucky? <laughs> what, the joke? No, none. The joke was fine. The joke was just <laughs> oh, like. Oh, the fact that he didn't win the Emmy. Yeah, Emmy's. yeah. I mean, know that that's been a little bit. And he but this was is the shocked, first time we're man. talking. Did you see his face? Like, oh, yeah. I turned into the show just to see if he was going to win and if Game of Th- I figured Game of Thrones wasn't going to win. But I, I really thought he was going to win. And I just saw his face and he was just looking like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> can I say that? Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's been done. Who did win? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. I don't know. I, I, I forget. Someone knows like good. It was probably uh, Homeland or Breaking Bad. Probably Homeland. Yeah. I think it was actually Homeland. The guy from Homeland. Brian Cranston but, didn't win. Okay, that's. I don't even want to get into it. Uh, we had a, a man, an email get sent to us from Larry the Wombat, and he was he was talking to me about he he sent me he sent the email and he was like I'm sorry or something. And usually we don't like I don't know it sounds bad but we don't immediately respond to these emails because usually we save them for the show. But I I replied back and I was like for what and he was like for the Emmy thing. And it basically sparked this, this conversation. And he asked me what I thought about the awards. And I think it's probably the same opinion from all you guys, but I feel like these award shows, especially after what we've seen happen with like Mad Men basically cleaning up every year, it's so heavily weighted in the favor of things that may not necessarily be the best art form of expression. I mean, for example, the Potter films, all eight of them not winning a single Oscar, their entire stretch as movies. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and after a while, it just gets to be the same shows. And I was surprised, uh, for example, that Hugh Laurie never won an Emmy for his portrayal of House on House MD. You know, great TV series uh, overlooked by the Emmys. Doesn't mean that you can't watch a show or like a show if it doesn't win an Emmy. So I don't know. I I, Clearly, he was shocked, but I think it's more of a, a healthy dose of reality that that all these awesome you know and it goes to show that all these awesome shows can exist without an emmy award like yep. and i think like mad men's got it you know i think it was the first year mad men didn't but the first five seasons you know five years straight mad men best drama best drama best yep. drama and it's like come on guys really like you know it's it served its purpose to get people to, to watch the show but after a while you just kind of got to pave the way and and give it to somebody else i think what i found really surprising though with Peter Dinklage was the fact that Tyrion took center stage in this particular season, whereas last season, you could argue probably for so many other actors or actresses from Game of Thrones who could have been nominated or or may have been worthy of that award more so than him. But I thought this season, with with how it focused so much around Tyrion, that he didn't end up winning was kind of surprising. Now, I haven't seen any of these other shows. It says that Aaron Paul won for Breaking Bad. Uh, he was the one who beat out Peter Dinklage. I've never seen Breaking Bad. So. Science, bitch! Sorry. I've just said <laughs> All right. <laughs> Apparently other people have. He's awesome in Breaking Bad. Awesome. He is, he is actually awesome in Breaking Bad. It's it's true. You know, still, I, I'm thinking, well, it reminds me of Potter with the Oscar, how, you know, I guess the way that the nominations worked, they had all of the the big actors like Maggie Smith, Brennan Gleeson, you know, uh, uh, Alan Rickman and all of them were nominated for the Oscars, but with only five minutes of screen time. So it was a bit absurd to to suggest that they would win. I, I get exactly what you're saying, Micah, with this being Peter Dinklage's season. And and yet, you know, he, he, he didn't win, whereas last year it was much more of a, you know, an open playing board and, and he's, he won that year. But see, I don't understand that. And I know we brought it up on other shows is what constitutes being nominated in a supporting role Versus being best actor, because I feel like for Dinklage, he could have been nominated for best actor with the amount of screen time that he had. 
Oh, mm. I think that's fair to say. But it's just because there's so many main characters in the Game of Thrones, they probably have a hard time choosing one. Because last year it was clearly um, Sean Bean was the main character. Right. But saying this year that, oh, it's Peter Dinklage, people could come out and say, well, why is it not Richard Madden or my good friend Jamie or, you know, <laughs> someone else. Your friend Jamie? Is that what yeah. you said? She's yeah. friends with Jamie. Of course she is. Scandinavians stick together. We um we actually talked about this. I don't remember if I think it was very near the beginning of the of our podcast, but it's not particularly clear when the show begins that Tyrion is the main character. I mean, we want to like him the most, and I feel like it's the writing and the filmmaking was heavily put in his favor due to the critical success that we saw of him personally, Peter Dinklage personally last year and of his character. Like, I don't think that when they started the show, they necessarily were like, all right, Tyrion second season is going to have all the jokes and have be blah, 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 blah. Like, I mean, yes, his character has that, but I really do feel like a lot of the writing was positioned in his favor due to the fact of him winning last year and things like that. And the same thing didn't happen this year. So we may not see the same, sort of curation and love and attention in his favor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's possible. And then the other question is how far along are they in season three to really change anything? You know, at this point, well, I don't know if it's going to beg for such a dramatic change. Cause again, his character is Tyrion Lannister. So we already kind of know that he has a subset of things he has to do, but yeah. I don't know if he's going to be claiming that main character role as he did in the first few episodes of this season. I think it'll probably be more way toward Rob Stark, judging by a bunch of the articles we've seen and a bunch of the crap I've read beforehand. Which will be good, because I think Rob did take quite a back seat in the second series. I mean, they they, they made him, uh, you know, more re- uh, prevalent than he was in the book. But at the same time, you know, I, I guess with Tyrion, he's been sidelined with his injury. Um, you know, so maybe that'll give way to Tyrion not being as um, active and other characters kind of stepping up their game. Yeah, but Eric, to your point, I think part of it was that you know, uh, Rob Stark's character was not focused on as much, even though he was given time in season two because he wasn't in the second book. I mean, right. he's only mentioned from afar through other characters. So, yes, I think you know, knowing what happens in book three, I do believe he will get more screen time. Um, you know, in in the next season, award shows suck in general. They do, and I I just hope these actors don't you know see this Emmy as like the the be all end all of achievements because Peter Dinklage is amazing, and I would hate to think that his not winning an Emmy would in any way mean anything for his role in Game of Thrones. He's not going to quit this show. No, no, oh, no, no, <laughs> that no, would no, be no. bad. I think what we're going to see is um. An involuntary influx of weirdness toward the show, though, that it didn't win as much as it did last year. Because even though these award shows don't really mean anything, I really do feel like there's some kind of an unofficial guide to what the hell is actually good. Because time and time yeah. again, we're seeing Mad Men get all this incredible respect, and it most likely doesn't have the numbers to back it up versus a lot of other shows. Like I'm sure there's a lot of cult shows that aren't getting this crazy award show appeal that a show like Mad Men would be getting. But we're going to be seeing a lot of people just with a great taste in their mouth because it does clean up so well. And that's kind of like the same thing with movies. It's like Slumdog Millionaire might not have been the best film ever, but the year it won, it was just like, well, you got to see Slumdog Millionaire. It's just kind of an unfair litmus to a lot of different things. That's really annoying to me. That's a good point. Mm. Yeah. uh, Obviously there's the golden globes ahead, right? That is in a couple weeks. I might just be making that up, but I seem to remember uh, Peter Dinklage winning the Emmy and then winning the Golden Globe, or maybe it was in reverse. I really don't know. Uh, but Game of Thrones, though, do you feel like fantasy doesn't get the respect it deserves? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sci-fi as well. I mean, these shows that have dominated the Emmys for the past few years have all been these sort of rough, very realistic dramas with sort of an edge to them. You know what I mean? Like they've yeah. all been, And they've all been cable shows as well. Nothing on network TV gets nominated. You can argue that's because it's not as good, but, you know. Yeah, no, it's true, Selena, but, I mean, look at what's been happening lately. And look at how much more shit we're being able to, like, the fantasy people. I'm going to call myself one of the fantasy people. Look how much mm-hmm. more of our stuff and our ideology is breaking into the mainstream. I mean, Thrones, for example. 
Yeah, which is awesome. We have nothing to complain about right now. Well, then what about uh, Katniss Everdeen? She's got a bow and arrow. So now all the kids want to have bows and arrows. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man, I know some geeky ass people have been trying to do archery since they were 12 because they read Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I would love to do archery. I know you <laughs> so do. So I get it. I would love to, to, to join a, a fitness camp that's specifically yes. designed around training to be oh, a medieval princess. Oh my God. Am I Could correct? you imagine? Yeah. Are you, are you kidding? Like Xena <laughs> camp. I'd love to take epic. a sidebar and discuss this for a moment. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would amazing. sign up for that course too. Right? Right? Yeah. Could you not see it with horseback riding and archery and archery sword fighting? And horseback riding, yeah. Right? And no. yes. And you would. Oh. <laughs> you were talking about it on Twitter, and I was like, okay, just going through, okay. That's, and then all of a sudden, I was like thinking, I was like, wait, there is something there. Because right. People could be getting the outdoor uh, and the physical activity that they need, but mm-hmm. at the same time, honing their skills just in case some sort of post apocalyptic thing happens. Yes. You know like I mean? the revolution, pilot of revolution. <laughs> I mean, it would be so good. And it wouldn't be like, you know, the LARPing with the running around the forest and throwing the dice and whatever you do. No, this would be like <laughs> serious ball, business. Video in the show notes. Go ahead. Uh, yes. No, this would be so cool. I think there's a real business. It would be kind of like, kind of like, um, what are they called? Conferences? But like yeah, yeah. mixed with these like exercise camps. Like a summer and camp. Like a summer camp. Summer camps. Yes, exactly. Yeah, not like exercise, but summer camps. And it would be like fandom. Th- so you could do like the Xena course or like the Buffy course or like the zombie course. It would be so amazing. <laughs> We'd get in such good shape. We'd be like the best shaped geeks ever. You have to be like 18 or over to join the zombie course because they right. do at the end of the, like the last week of the summer, you? you get live firearms. So it's a little <laughs> bit more interesting. <laughs> this is awesome though. Think about this. We could have uh blacksmiths. That's like, uh, you know, like one of the counselors is a blacksmith and he's like complaining like all the blacksmiths on Skyrim do. do and he's just like, oh man, <laughs> I've been hanging out here for a long time. And then you yeah. go into the inn, which is like the bunk, the barracks where you guys all sleep. And there's still a guy behind the corner. And he's like, I cook. And you just eat all the, it's just amazing. Right. It would be a little bit like a video game, wouldn't it? Oh, this should be saying. a Zelda one. Oh, like, it would be so amazing. Okay. So you're old enough. We're old enough. Eric, Selena, Micah. Here's what mm-hmm. we're going to do. We're all going to go to <laughs> go this to the camp forest. and we're going to go to the 21 and up camp and we get to have just a bunch of old style mead. Michael loves oh, mead, yes. don't you, Michael? I do. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> no, I saw you coming back and I was just like, I'm going to I'm gonna throw a mead question right on top of his face. Right? I, I heard something about zombies and, and uh, exercise black, blacksmiths. Well, for I those of you that Michael, don't know, Micah just stepped away for a moment. You'll catch yep. it on the replay, Micah. All right. To undoubtedly refill his tankard, which is probably full of mead. Of mead. Yeah, exactly. Of mead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mead. All right. Everyone, listen, everyone listening, uh, the Game of Owns listeners that come to our first meetup where we're all together and not spread out like we were at LakeyCon, we're going to, I'm just mead. I'm going to personally just guarantee mead all around. Just mead, mead up. <laughs> yeah. Mead all around. So Sorry. there's that. Yes. It's going to be a mead up. Get it? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Slung Goo down by Selena herself. That's perfect. So we're going to start uh, a medieval fantasy training camp, and it's going to cover a lot of needs for people. And for the low, low price of $17,000 per week, you can join <laughs> up with us and have your very own Valyrian steel blade. It'll be worth it. It's totally worth it. It's basically gold crowns, too. So it, it, mm-hmm. all, it all works out. You will get abs... Abs Bird, of Valyrian steel. 17,000 Burger King Golden Crowns. That's a lot of nights out. <laughs> That's a lot yes. of more affordable. <laughs> That's a lot of awkward nights out with your friends when you decide <laughs> to go to the BK Lounge and get the stupid, and they staple it too small. And never like the other guy, you know, your friends like it actually looked cool on them and you're just pissed because you got like this headache from it now. Oh, God. Take As you guys can tell, we, uh, we haven't hung out with each other in a long time. It's been a while. We haven't gotten to record the show yet but here we are it's good stuff it is good we're uh i'm sure all of us right now are looking at the show notes trying to remember how did we do this podcast frantically figuring out how to make some kind of a transition because it's been so long so i'm gonna take this moment to um read off of what selena just said to us on skype because her connection is so bad are you ready for this yeah it's bad skype is censoring all my best jokes wink face but i just said you could get valerian steel abs Seven periods. So there's that. <laughs> That's not seven. That's I like, like ten. Eleven, dude. Those are yeah. that is not eleven. 
four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Alright, to be clear, I just glanced at it, okay? I thought it was funny. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I know who might have Valyrian steel abs, the mountain. Look at that. Yeah, Transition. Guys- Boom. Everybody give it up Boom. for Eric. Or, come on. Come on. Clap yeah, for Eric. Yeah, yeah. Come on. No, this, uh, just in this past week or so, there was a drawing um, that we uh, published on our site uh, of the mountain as an actual mountain riding a horse because he's the mountain that rides. Um, this, this is actually some really good drawing. And it just shows uh, some of the literal imagery that exists in the books. So I thought it was worth sharing. Um, definitely check out uh, GameofOwens.com. I think Zach found this. Zach, you found this? Sure. Uh, on, I'm sure I on did. On the web. I you said give I... you... Oh, I was reading Give, oh, no. give Me Credit. No, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I definitely... If, listen, if it was on the website, unless it was about Game of Thrones and football, I definitely did not find it. Apologies. Uh, that's okay. But this is uh, this is cool. And then there's another uh, artsy, fartsy thing that we got on the site. Uh, it's a comic strip. And it's how to explain Game of Thrones to different people. Uh, and that is also worth checking out. Um, in case any of you have ever had to try and explain the show to a parent, a friend, a nerdy friend. Well, let's try a couple of these. Yeah, you know, let's All go right. over it. Go ahead. Micah, go ahead. Oh, I get to I get to go with the first one. I mean, so if you you're explaining first. it to your to your cool friend, it's it goes something like this, bro. Ladies are getting mad sexed on this show like all the time, always, dude. Oh, brawl, <laughs> brawl, <laughs> brawl. No, this this, is, this, um... this list is accurate though. All right, how many of you guys? Because we've been on a Game of Thrones podcast together. How many times have you guys had to explain what Game of Thrones is to people? Yeah. Plenty of times. I've never said the West Wing, though. I guess that's just to get your parents to like it. Have you ever Look watched this, the West uh, Wing? The first one. It's um, it's like the West Wing, but set in medieval times. You'd love it. And does the mother in this image have a mustache? Because the dad does. <laughs> the mom just has like a smaller mustache than the guy. Yes. Eric. She has a mu- Or it could be her mouth. Is this casual vacancy we're talking about? Yes, it is the casual vacancy. Exactly oh. what we're talking about. Oh God, Iran is up in arms. Was it Iran? I know. I saw that. That's crazy. But um, keep anyway, going, keep going. Who else do we describe Game of Thrones to? Um, I I I've never used any of these personally, and I don't have a coworker. But I'll go ahead and just read this off. And that's why I named my fantasy basketball team Ball Drogo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's actually true. That's, that's something that I feel like Dylan would say. That's something like these people would say, though, that have coworkers. You know what I mean? That guy like, actually I looks like you, Zach. Just in the one. Uh, he does yeah. kind of. You know the one, there are some really cute wolf puppies in the first episode, which he's supposed to tell his girlfriend. Is he talking about the Starks? Yeah, he's talking about yeah, the well, little the, puppies. The yeah. dire wolf. He's not <laughs> dire wolf. <laughs> Come on. The Stark humans. <laughs> not John <laughs> and... Wolf puppies. John oh, Snow looks like a lost wolf puppy. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> you also should say to her, there's this shaving scene you really got to see. This oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So all the ladies like when um when the boys are getting ready for the feast. That's what I heard all the all oh, the ladies yeah. like. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's when it's about time and all you girls listening, you know that I know that you know what I'm talking about. You threw in a little Varus there. I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. You gotta keep it real. And then you know the nerdy friend one. Bro, ladies are getting mad sex on this show, like all of the time, always. Also, dragons. So there you go. For all you nerds that like flying serpents, dragons are in the show. I feel flying like serpents. I've had to to describe this show to people because they're like, well, what the hell is this thing? You know, and I feel like so many people refer back to like, oh, is it like Harry Potter? Because people because mm. it's it's like that becomes a litmus because if people like something that has any kind of magic or is any kind of fantasy, they're like, oh, is it like Harry Potter? Or Lord of the Rings, which one is it like? Isn't that, I just find that so unfair. Yeah, but that's the scope. I mean, that's the public. That's like people who aren't really paying attention. That's, you know, you're lucky because you're lucky they know that much, you know? Yeah. Well, those are mm-hmm. kind of the films that have touched everybody or the books that have touched everybody. So, yeah, but it's really not like either of those. I mean, if it's kind of like King Arthur meets. Real Sex 25. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. King Arthur meets I mean, Debbie Does Dallas. 
Debbie Does Dallas. That was the worst reference, but also the best one in the same moment of all time. Well, I'm I, half happy. It's myself. unfair that this show gets so much because I'm reading this and it's like I realize that it's satire and it's supposed to be funny because it's a comic strip. But like I, and I do realize that there are sex scenes in the show, but this is not the first show with sex scenes. And if, if anyone's ever seen Spartacus, they would think that this belongs on the ABC like early, early morning lineup. Like it's just I just <laughs> it's just kind of annoying how this show gets nothing after but, Pokemon. Yeah, right after Pokemon. No, that's, that was on, that was on the, the CW or something like that. I don't know, WB? Yeah, I don't remember. Right. With the dancing frog. and Anyway, uh, it's just unfair <laughs> because we, we I, I, I'm sick of seeing so many references toward the sexual nature in the show, personally. Because the books are awesome, and the books have some adult content, but it's a book for adults, so it will have adult content, including the show. But it's just like, yeah. let's find a buzzword to describe something and to then knock out the rest of the descriptors of what it could be. And well, I think it turns sells. a lot of people off. Yeah. Sex sells. And at the same time though, I do think there's a lot more innuendo. Let's, let's put aside all the sex scenes. Uh, I think the characters are just very intense. It's, it's dealt with very intensely, you know, uh, Baelish, who is arguably the best character of them all runs a whorehouse. So, um, you know, I just think it is, it is slightly, I can see why it gets a little bit more mentioned, you know, more often the sex mm -hmm. uh, versus other TV shows like Mulder and Scully in X-Files only had sex on screen. It was once and it was, it was like the after sex. It wasn't even, you know, and, and, and that's, that's the one right. thing there. Everybody believes those two. <laughs> but they were so vanilla. To see Mulder have sex, they just need to watch Californication. Then they'll take care of it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, this show is way worse than the books anyway. You know, like, it does amp it up for the ratings. And I feel like, because they only really did it in the first couple of episodes. Um, and then a bit with the whole whorehouse thing later in the season. But since then, it really hasn't been that bad. But I think that just hurt them because that's yeah, like a lot of people just... down, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. But a lot of people still remember those first couple of episodes and, and kind of judge the whole show based on that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that sucks too. It, it it annoys me. Me too. Well, I think we can all be thankful that the uh, the marriage night scene between Drogo and Danny didn't go the way it was written because I think that mm -hmm. would have been the source of jokes for years to come. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> just think about it. Like he was very sultry in the show, and I feel like in the book he was much less sultry. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, so it was all good. Anyway, comic strip was good. Uh, it, I've had to do that on multiple occasions. Try to use something else to describe the show. Unless you're really trying to convince someone to watch it, then you should probably just default to the sex because it'll definitely work. So, yeah. They might not tell you that it'll work, but they'll watch it when they get home. So, <laughs> In their rooms. In their rooms. No, in, in their living rooms. or Actually, they'll watch it in their kitchens where sofas are sometimes placed. There was totally a sofa in my kitchen the other night. That's you, what you I was knew, referencing. You, know about that. <laughs> you mentioned sofa and you mentioned kitchen, and I was like, that sofa was my nightmare yeah. a couple of days ago. I, I got a new roommate, sofa, people. Ate your kitchen. Congratulations. Yeah, no, I got a new roommate. So while Selena and Zach were moving, in, none of them are Selena nor Zach, but uh, I got a new roommate. So we couldn't fit the couch through the kitchen door without taking it off, and they couldn't figure out how to take the kitchen door off without me. So when I came home, the couch was in the kitchen. And then well, that sounds like food. a lot of fun. And then yeah, what'd you do? I had some. I I opened up a a bag of comfort food. Okay, well, if you could describe that really quickly, what would that be? Comfort food. A bag of, <laughs> a bag of comfort food. Yeah, is uh, that like the uh, potatoes baker bacon cheddar potato skins from TGI Fridays they sell in Walmart? It's like the uh, yeah yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> I had a or, feeling or, or dough or like you know cookie dough or something. Right. You ate cookie dough. What else are you supposed On to do cow. with cookie dough? Must so American. <laughs> well, was it raw cookie dough? <laughs> he sounded so incredulous. <laughs> you ate cookie dough? Without me. That's what yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, there you say. go. That's yeah, what yeah, I was thinking Michael. about. Exactly. <laughs> um, we have a handful of newly released season two production photographs. Um, and if I could just say. Guys, Eric's been dropping them in the uh, Skype chat while we've been talking. And yes, this is a comeback episode, so it is a little bit off kilter. But I'm really surprised that this picture of Joffrey, this particular picture of Joffrey, isn't memed yet. Uh, he looks like he's just smelled dung. Here, I'm going to link it. Yeah, I was going to go so with Craptus pants. So you guys can see. <laughs> I see it. 
There's totally a lion head on the hilt of his sword, by the way. Do you see that? Yeah, that's actually the sword of Godric Gryffindor. I, I don't know exactly the history of uh, how these production shots happen. Zach, maybe you can shed a light on that. But all I know is, like, these are like the kinds of images you'll see on the DVD uh, box set. When you, like, open the box set, there'll be one of, like, Tyrion looking pensive. And, you know, that's, like, where they use these photos. Or perhaps sometimes in magazines. But I don't know necessarily who tells them where to pose or how to you know, do it. Maybe, maybe it's for continuity that they do this or something, but a lot of the times they, you know, the set photographer will, will be in charge of things like making sure that there is a, a visible record for continuity, but someone like this is privately hired by the production team. Let's say, let's say by I, whatever the, whatever the tr- like official LLC or incorporation is that's filming the show. And they'll bring on these people like this guy right here, Paul Chiraldi, that actually did these photos. He is like a portrait photographer, like, a, you know, just like a, a photographer by trade. And so this person got to come onto the set and sort of in his own mind, sort of capture the essence of the show um, through his lens. So uh, you'll see some of them are like. You know, we've got a nice Dothraki guy, like, checking out the lens, like, hey, what's up? And then he's got, like, some intimate shots with Danny, but that's actually got the dragons in it and shit like that. So it's hard to say because obviously some of it has some VFX work into it, but a lot of it is also off camera um, while, during filming. So obviously this person has some pretty cool access, so it's pretty neat. Well, Selena, you mentioned uh, that, that it actually talk about this guy's image. We actually see something that, that wasn't on the show. Uh, Eerie's Killer, is that... It is that who, who she yes, is? Yes, that's what one of the reasons why Daenerys locks her in the vault. Then we're to assume that she actually was she wasn't just forced to go into bed with what's his face, Sauron Daxus guy. Sauron Daxus, yeah, yep. uh, Daxus. Um, like because in this show, like one of the things that shocked me so much about what Daenerys did locking uh, her handmaid in, in the vault was that it wasn't her fault that she was forced to bed this duck sauce guy but obviously if she actually conspired with him and killed eerie that makes a lot more sense we were left with kind of confusion and a lot of us were like hey that's not fair now you're just being mean but yeah these photos it's really cool because we do now get to see something that they decided to leave out this would be the perfect picture to caption i think because the guards behind him (laughs) are just herping the derp behind him like they're just—they're not even looking like intense at all. They're just kind of like staring off into space. Oh my god! It looks like Mary Doc Brandybuck in that one. Holy shit! Look at that guy. He looks like Mary. Yeah. So that's pretty. Funny. Oh, Tyrion is hiding, <laughs> which is weird. Who's looking at him? Is it Cersei? I assumed it was a uh, no, like a handmaiden that's... or a, a lowly citizen. Oh. It looks like Ned. <laughs> Oh. It does look like magic skirt. Yeah. Well, I mean, Which we've seen before. Or is it a kilt? No, no. I think there's that scene that happens inside of that little wardrobe, as you called it, Eric, uh, between him and Lancel Lannister. Oh, that's definitely Lancel. It's both it a Lancel? girl and a man. I knew it. Okay, good. Perfect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then Bronn Don't tell it to the shippers. Like, eh, that guy's a little shit. And then close to the right of the photo is Sawyer just standing, just composed. <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> just chill there. That's, that's cool. I would have liked to have been given the privilege to have the inside look like this. Um, and you know, honestly, this guy did a great job because these photos are a pretty unique perspective. And again, we do get to kind of have, you know, if you've read the books, you that's your own spoiler. But um, right here we have the uh the photo of this girl choking this other girl and we find out before the dvds are out that this is the answer so for the people that don't read they can just look at photos done uh we thought we'd take a little bit of a break from the book this week you know we had been going for a lot of episodes i don't even know how many you know going through the actual text of the first book and uh with with a lot of uh you know news coming out recently there were some stills from Croatia about season three, we thought we'd take some time and talk about you know, what we're most looking forward to seeing in season three. Uh, 
Obviously, season two left off with a lot to be desired. We don't know what's going to happen to a lot of these characters, if any of them. Uh, but you know, if if you guys could pick one thing that you're most eagerly anticipating for season three, what would it be? Hmm. I would choose to see what became of Sir Davos Seaworth. Uh, and I would point. not. There was no resolution there. Hmm. And I want to see. I want to see what Stannis Baratheon's um, plot, what his destiny ends up being, um, because he was uh, very greatly upset. With tremendous loss of life. Um, plus, he was the only one who understood that it was. Uh, I wanted to say fiend fire, but a dragon, dragon, fiend dragon fire, fire <laughs> dragon juice, whatever it was, dragon he, juice. He had, That's exactly he, what it was. He had just enough time <laughs> oh, to kind of recognize what it was that he was up against. And on the show, you know this. How did right? Tyrion defeat the mighty Stannis Baratheon? Uh, right, just, full of dragon <laughs> semen. Dude, the, the, the morning after you're out drinking some dragon juice, you're gone. Like, no Tylenol is going to help you. Davos had a moment to recognize what he was up against, and, I, and therefore I feel he had a moment more than everybody else to have ducked for cover somehow and survived that tremendous explosion on Blackwater Bay. So I think Sir Davos is still alive. You know, it's funny you say that, Eric, because... The whole Sir Davos and um, Stannis thing is really the mo- least interesting part of the, the book story. <laughs> <laughs> Even less interesting than Theon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Eric has a there's a big there's a big trend here, Selene. If you haven't noticed that, that he's very much for the underdogs. This is true. This is very true. Yeah, I just go you know with the mainstream opinion, <laughs> and I you just want more. Though that the the characterization, the conversation that Stannis and Davos had on the boat before Blackwater Bay was pretty riveting. Oh, I mean, yeah. was riveted. I was... <laughs> dragon juice was flowing. It was no, crazy. I had a, a, a tankard of dragon juice. What is Goblet. it called? Is it just dragon fire? It's something ridiculous. Wildfire. No. Wildfire, Wild, right? Wild, yeah. Wildfire? That's the name of a steakhouse. That's the name of a roller coaster, too. It's, it's a I've, damn I've good one. I've eaten Wildfire. Sorry. Mm. Wildfire. No, I, I guess it'll be it'll be really, really interesting to see where they go because it really isn't... Like, I feel like for a lot of the other stories, it, it seems very clear what they're going to be doing next. Like, I was going to say, I'm so excited for Jamie and Brienne, but that's just because I want to see them interact more. They've already told us pretty much where they're heading. But really, with, with Davos, we have no idea if he's alive. We have no idea where if, he'll be going. If, big if, but that, that's, that's what I mean. That's why I want to know. So thanks for that in perspective there i'm glad mm-hmm. that uh that there's still that mystery of what they're gonna do next selena you might feel shallow that you're looking forward to jamie and brianne most mm-hmm. but i'm gonna agree with you and Yay. i i look i look forward to jamie and brianne so much that um i'm gonna put little posters up in my room and i'm just gonna put little hearts around them little handmade faberge eggs with their pictures painted on it and uh, that's what that's what I'm gonna do for the rest of my afternoon, evening when we're done recording the show. Since I'm that now on the Pacific would be time, glorious. and I can have like three extra hours. <laughs> Eric's typing the words "yup" in the shower, "yup" in our Skype thing. But no, <laughs> honestly, what I'm looking forward to most storyline beyond like the entertainment side, which I am with Jamie and Brienne, is I want to see the resolution with the uh, scary white guys. Um, you know, White Walkers. Yeah, I, mean, I know White their Walkers. names. I was just trying to think Scary of some kind of like, so I, was, I was trying to think of some kind of like backwards racist joke that work against white people, but <laughs> I, I couldn't figure it out. But basically, the, well, don't worry, the debate's coming on. Yeah, exactly. No, when the debate's on, I'm sure I'll be fine with that. Um, maybe if Michael but, Jackson had done Thriller 30 years later. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. So White Michael Jackson does Thriller. Oh, and wow. I want to know what happened to his army of underlings when they walked past Sam with his obsidian dagger. So right. I want to know what happens there. And I want to know what happens when John heads down to meet Mance Raider. Like, there's a lot of things that we have to look forward to, honestly. Like, too much. Agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I really want to know what happens to Arya. You know, she just kind of left. Yeah, uh, me too. Sir, Sir changes his face a lot, you know, yeah. on that cliff. <laughs> and, and, and he changed it like with- twice, man. Hey, that's a lot. <laughs> and how many, how many times, times have you changed, changed your face? face? Yeah, come yeah. on. Jesus. <laughs> like, I I feel like I've changed. Like, listen, I, my face went through a transformation. Okay, you guys remember when I had long hair? You might not. I had uh, long hair. All right, and then I got it all cut off. And then my wait, face. that was you? 
I yeah, thought it was another exactly. person named Zach that I used to My know. My face went through hand motion transformation. This guy, on the other hand, he just looks totally different. So I'm not going to dog on what he's done because I could never do that. I bet Arya could Taylor give Swift a few bucks. Um, wait, hold on. One at a time. Micah, go. I was going to just ask, when you had long hair, was that your Taylor Swift phase? No, that was my um, hide my face phase. I'm <laughs> still in that phase, except now I just use a mask. What did you say, Eric? Uh, don't worry what I what I said. Forget it. Um, okay. <laughs> do you ever have a Taylor Swift Taylor Swift phase? I I listened to my first Taylor Swift song like two and a half weeks ago. I think so. Was it was it like during your housewarming party when Bromberg yeah. was over? <laughs> yes, actually, it was. <laughs> he was like Zach. Zach, you got to listen to this. Zach. Right. <laughs> I, I got to tell you guys a joke really quick, and this isn't even a joke. Okay, I this is what happened. When I was almost there, when I was almost here in Las Vegas, I was in a caravan and moving vehicles, and I'm talking to my friend Adam, our friend Adam, who does a Taylor Swift podcast and website, and I was like, Adam, what up, man? Because he, he was texting, and uh, he was like, so, what should I bring for the party, man? And right? And like, I didn't even know there was going to be a party. Or he didn't say party. He was like, so, what, 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 what do you want me to bring when I meet you at your house? And I was like... I, in my mind, I was just a little perturbed because I had been driving like over 30 hours and I was thinking like, oh, I'm really glad you want to hang out. But I had to get all this shit moved out of the U-Haul trailer and return tonight. Right. So what I said was uh, bring some water and some towels and the towels were for the sweat. Right. <laughs> so Adam brought buckets and towels. <laughs> he brought a big ass bucket <laughs> and towels. Yeah. Yeah. He brought he brought towels. He really brought towels. So uh, hats off to you. And this is a good message for everybody listening to the show. Um, and it does have something to do with Game of Thrones. Let me tie it back in. Here it is. Um, your friends will always be there for you if you ask them, even if you're being an asshole. <laughs> so there you go. So, I thought that was uh, a Harry Potter reference. Sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't send any passive aggressive ravens out because Dion Greyjoy might just show up and sack your city. So it's dangerous. Uh, so that's what we're all looking forward to. But what? Wait, Micah, did you say yours? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was talking about Arya and uh, oh, kind of, of what what path uh, does she have in front of her now? Obviously, uh, you know, her father's been in, gone for an entire season at this point. I don't really know timing wise what that translates into, but you know, everybody's kind of spread out. Sansa's back in King's Landing. Don't really know where in relation to her, Catelyn and Rob are. John's up at the wall. We know that's where Arya was going, but you know, what does she decide to do now? Well, hopefully she sticks with Gendry um, for a while, a while longer. He seems to be. I agree with this. Good company for her, <laughs> uh, and and good company for Selena. Yes, I, I agree with I this statement. <laughs> yes, to stick together. Thing. But uh, Arya, for the most part, was with Tywin like the entire season two, and so I want to see if they'll ever pay off the Tywin realizing Arya is who she was, um, which it will be difficult because unless they're face to face again, you know, again we talked about this. There are no photographs or anything, so her secret will remain safe. I think for quite some time, unless somehow she let slip that she was like you know, his server boy, and then he finds out. But that was such a great uh, ruse, I, I think, without any kind of uh, negative uh, payoff or consequence that I'm just worried for Arya that that'll actually end up coming back to her. Are you really worried for Arya when she's got such champions hanging out with her? I don't know. She can kind of kick their asses. Like, even though I like Gendry, I think doesn't she kind of still runs the show. But Eric, it's been a uh, while. You brought up consequences earlier. Um, what do you guys think? This was alluded to a little bit by Catelyn uh, when she was talking to Rob, but what do you guys think the consequences of Rob's marriage is going to be, if any at all, knowing that he was supposed to marry one of Lord Frey's daughters? No, I mean, well, the only thing that really happened is that they made an allegiance when um, Catelyn crossed you know when they had to cross the river back in season one she made it an agreement that rob was going to marry one of walder Frey's daughters and obviously because he chose to marry what's her face um it's just a question of whether walder Frey will be 
well, like pissed or something. <laughs> I guess this is the time for for alliances, and you just, as Catelyn warned Rob, you don't want to break alliances. You're going to need these people mm-hmm. when you lead your your armies into battle. Yeah. So maybe do you think he'll maybe ally himself with someone else or? Yeah, I mean, I think given that, I, I mean, I, I kind of actually expected uh, the Baratheons to take over at the end of season two, um, but that didn't happen. It's still the damn Lannisters. So as a result, I think, uh, you know, maybe the Baratheons and the uh, the Starks could have gotten along, but the Lannisters and the Starks definitely can't. So Rob is going to be continuing his battle, and but he's going to be doing it with one less ally and one more mistress. <laughs> That's his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Show yeah. some respect. I, I couldn't think of a derogatory enough term, so I, I settled for mistress. Yeah, just nurse. only slightly derogatory. Naughty nurse. <laughs> yeah, and one more Walter naughty Frey nurse. is a dangerous man to cross. He has many pieces of offspring that he's created with belly squirts. And he is, uh, oh he is gonna, he's gonna take care of business. And I think that they Not wouldn't mention have he's... put it into the show unless it was uh, gonna happen. So I'm, right. I'm less interested in that than I am the interesting stuff. Does that make sense? But I mean, it's gonna be cool to <laughs> see what happens. But I mean, it's it's fairly obvious we're gonna have some kind of like reproach from that because he just goes off and marries, you know, the very attractive woman tending to wounds. You know what I mean? Mm. Right. So I mean, no, it was, it's, a, it's a fairly obvious. Point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, speaking of that family, uh, well, not necessarily about the phrase, but about the Tullys, you getting to see River Run for the first time and, and being introduced to the rest of Catalan's family. Rivendell, yay! Yes, Rivendell, finally, <laughs> we're back, we're home. Thank you. Yeah, I How was actually f- watching Lord of the Rings the other day. Yeah, congratulations. Good That's for good you. Show. In preparation for the three upcoming holidays. <laughs> Three episode show. Yeah, yeah, no, don't even get me started, please. But where did we leave off with Danny? What was Daenerys's thing at the end? Right, she had that dream where she was walking in the throne room and the, the roof was caved in, and it was winter time, right? Um, but did she? I guess she's going to continue trying to build, uh, get ships and build an army with Jorah at her side, right? Yeah, she's going to Astapor. <laughs> As <laughs> to what? I know. I'm, I'm just waiting for Micah to go in and reappend that word in our document. It wasn't me, actually, but I I think that's in the same neighborhood as Ass High, right? Yeah, it's somewhere in there. No, she's <laughs> she's uh she's pissed. She's got um. What's the word I'm looking for? It's a special word that means you want to do something. Uh, determination, fire. <laughs> no, she's Conviction. got a. She's got a, I mean, sure. A she's got a conviction to take care of some business. She's pissed. Um, she's locked people in a safe. She's Vengeance. really honestly more mad about the fact that there was no prize at the end of that safe. So if you put that in with the madness that she has from being chained up for 10 minutes by some bald guy, like it really adds up and she really wants to take care of it. So she's going to go get some ships. And then from there, she's going to meet, hopefully I'm crossing my fingers, both of them. I think <laughs> that she is going to finally, hopefully do like, I don't even know what the, like we could just call it when worlds collide. We have all of these beloved characters from this part of the world. That's going to meet these characters. Hopefully when they meet some shit goes down, just some shit goes down. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I think by well, the time, Danny arrives at in you know at Westeros. There's going to be a far fewer amount of people for her to contend with. I think that's um, fair. Which will be very cool. As far as shit going down, this is definitely the book slash season, uh, f- for you to watch. Then okay, well because shit goes down. Will she even leave the city? Will she even make any kind of geographical progress? Because in season two, she didn't. Define geographical progress. I'm talking like if the map, if this is Dumb and Dumber, will she have at least traveled an inch and a half? That's what I want to know. Yeah. She will. Yeah, I think so. Right, Selena? Yeah, she will. I mean, her, yeah, her accomplishments sort of go follow a geographical progression as well. Okay, good. And will they actually put it in the show, you think? Yes. Okay, good. Well, I mean, there it is. There's the answer for the people uh, like myself who haven't finished all the books that are listening. So we know that we can have that to look forward to. So maybe that it'll be a a reawakening for all of the love for Daenerys. Because I feel like we had a whole lot of it in the first season. God, I hope so. Remember when we still kind of held on to it at the beginning of yeah. season two? Mm-hmm. 
I especially remember that. Time. Selena, I know that you held on to it for a little bit. I, yeah, it, it, it's a hard time for me. I just, <laughs> I really just want to love Daenerys, and it's it, the show is making it really difficult for me. So I really hope that the next place she goes is a happy Daenerys place where she can, you know, she's killed her handmaid, and maybe she's going <laughs> to lay off <laughs> for a while. I think that they were preparing us like the build up for the letdown or for the breakdown. Like it's just mm-hmm. like, hey, you guys don't like her, don't like her, don't like her, and then boom, next season it's gonna be the shit. We're gonna be like, we're yeah. not gonna call her Daenerys anymore. We're only gonna refer to her as the Mother of Dragons, Mother the of M-O-D, Dragons, the Mon. It's like Mother of God, but Mother <laughs> so of Dragons. Gonna be, it's gonna be totally different, and I think it's gonna be exciting. I do wonder why they do they make that change though, because it is a it is a departure from the books. The way that they've sort of hardened her and and made her unlikable, and and I do wonder why they've chosen to do that because Game of Thrones doesn't exactly have an abundance of of characters that you like. You know, they're all sort of very shades of gray, if if you will, <laughs> in more ways than one. Um, and, and, and I feel like Daenerys in the books is one of the people like Tyrion that you can sort of, at least I can be on her side. Not, not everyone can, I guess. Um, so it's interesting that they've kind of eliminated that from the show. You're kind of only left with Arya and Tyrion, aren't you? Yeah. It's kind of a weird weird plot device for TV shows to do it to us. And brand, you're right. Like they, they don't want to give us everything in one season. Like not too much of this. You can't have too much of that because last season was weighted so heavily in Daenerys' favor. I mean, the, the the closing shot was her naked with dragons on top of her. Mm. I just feel like they were giving us something else to be like, it's like, Oh, the same old thing. Daenerys is cool. And she's doing cool stuff. I feel like they brought the attention away from her and made her more of a minor character as a plot device just to give the other characters in the show screen time and love and blah, 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 blah. So it doesn't become stale by seasons three or four or because they're planning on doing yeah. movies, like 10 seasons, probably, you know, however it works out with the final books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And you know what? You know what just yeah, occurred I mean, to me as well? Sorry, just really quickly is that because we didn't have Rob as a, as a, um, a point of view character in the second book, but they made him a point of view character in the series. He sort of has a similar progression with Daenerys where he's sort of gathering strength and building up his kingdom. And I think they didn't want to make those two stories too similar. Like they didn't want to make these two characters the same. So maybe that explains it a little bit too. Well, we'll see how hard Danny well, could also is when she's, when she's washing her own right. clothing, you know, next <laughs> season. Because she, she locked her handmaid in the safe. Whoops, got to wash your own clothes now. It is not. <laughs> She'll make Jara do it. So. <laughs> well, cool. I'm also interested to see where they eventually decide to split this third book. You know, because they say that they're going to make two seasons out of it. Season three and four are going to be Storm of Swords. So what moment do they choose to to leave people on a cliffhanger enough that you're coming back and going through really the same story a year later i mean i i guess it depends how they are they decide to plan this all out mm-hmm. you know, do you still see them doing it is are they can they do it so that it's every 6 months instead of every year um, mm, i would love that but i don't think that's what they're going to do i think it's going to happen right after the godric's hollow scene Right, just as soon as Voldemort <laughs> gets control of the Elder Wand. Really? Yeah, I actually kind of agree with you. <laughs> Micah, you oh, would say God. that's pretty accurate? Well, I mean, <laughs> we've seen so many things become so heavily Hollywoodized, if that's a word. And I definitely don't think that this is something that's going to be spared that. So they're most definitely going to be stretching this out as far as possible. So we're probably going to be seeing more seasons than books. Or we could right. be seeing the exact opposite. It really depends on the latter books because, for example, they're splitting this book into more than one season. Uh, book one fit perfectly into a season, you know. So I don't really think that there's a scale that there that we can even guess or that is figured out right now. Honestly, I think a lot of it really depends on the critical success of each season previous. You know, like they had to see how two did before they could really lay down three, and it's going to be the same thing for four. Right. Well. So we don't know. I, I think it's just so hard to sit here and, and to not talk about things. I don't know, Selena, are you kind of of the same mindset? Of what? That it's hard not to talk about certain things. It, you, you know, know where it, you think the season will yeah, break, it's what's really, going to happen. 
it's really tough, especially because I'm actually right now I'm listening to a, like a couple of, of different Buffy podcasts um, randomly, but it, it has a point, I promise. Um, and and they are they're sort of con- it's called, I think, potential casts. And they're consistent of some people who've seen the whole show and, and some people who haven't. And each week, the people who've seen the show have to not spoil the others. <laughs> and it's I could like it's so hard for me to do with Game of Thrones. And for this book series, I don't remember half the things that happened. Like <laughs> so I'm not a less, big it's liability. Like, oh, it sucks, but it sucks less than it should. <laughs> right. And I it, it but it is really difficult when you want to talk about like the fate of, you know, what do you think is gonna happen to Arya, what do you think is gonna happen to Tyrion? What do you you know, where do you think they're gonna split the third book where me and Micah are both sitting here thinking, are they gonna split it at mm, <laughs> time <Or laughs> we can't say it yes right I'll say. right exactly and even that's maybe saying too much um no george r. r martin did that he he mentioned that in the uh in one of his speeches as just those two so runners, he's like so our level really give anything away though okay. i don't think the w? name itself yeah i don't think the Wrong name itself <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. He makes a guest appearance at the end or in the middle of Storm of Swords. He appears and then the series ends. <laughs> yeah. Ripper Cringe should be on Game of Thrones. Oh, he Game should be on Game of Thrones. An, Thrones. It's such an epic event, though, and it's so hard not to talk about it. Yeah. And the book itself is just, to me, it's, it's my favorite book of the series. I and heard just so much shit happens. Like, it so does. much after so much. Hypothetically speaking, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> no, don't say anything. Ron Weasley arrives and it's chaos all around. <laughs> Ginger hairs everywhere. The, it's crazy. Yeah, the fabric of the of the uh, dimensions. That's is, what's actually is beyond weakened. the veil, guys. Just so you know. What the, the, Westeros? The Westeros. Westeros. <laughs> the whispers. So obviously, our thoughts are jumbled, and this is a very sort of informal episode of the show. I think we're allowed one or two of these as the years go on. Um, but yeah, we're obviously excited about things that are held into the blocks that are ahead called episodes of season three. And we're obviously really interested in what you guys are looking forward to, because that's going to help shape some of the further content in the show. So if you guys like things and if you guys are looking forward to things, maybe you agreed with what we said. Maybe you thought what we said was not very smart, like perhaps calling Maester master sometimes or perhaps calling marjorie marjorie sometimes little bitty things perhaps like that calling brand brand yeah or Bron brand little tiny mm. bits like that be sure to you know let us know via the emails yeah man you can uh you can yeah man meaning all the listeners <laughs> yeah man yeah bond yeah listen, man. Bond. listen, bro. listen if you'd like to come down to the street and get us some beer with me we like to eat bacon sandwiches mm. listen bro if you want to write to us you can find us at the email address contact at game all of us have broken our way or been given the password to the game of owns twitter account which is twitter.com slash game of owns you may find us tweeting from there sometimes and you can always reach us with your feedback there is a rate and review section on iTunes where we are currently. Um, Micah, do you have anything more to say about that? Sure. Uh, you can, of course, rate and review us on iTunes. So oh, we God. look forward to those uh, <laughs> looking forward reviews. To for we do read through them and uh, <laughs> like to uh, hear your feedback, of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, for this week, you know, I really don't have anything. You know, it, it's been a while, and and we're not doing the uh, the books this week, so I really didn't uh, do my homework. Uh, I've got. Hold on, hold on. Wait, you got one. I do have one. If I'm allowed, go for it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Then I'll. If this is the case, Mike, <laughs> I, I will. I will gladly step up and take the reins this week. Uh, in light of the presidential debates this evening. Um, the night that we're recording this episode. I would like to say that if you do not give us a five-star review, you will be forced to debate <laughs> the attributes of shipping within fandoms oh, no. with none other than our own <laughs> Selena Wilkin. <laughs> Over Twitter for seven hours minimum. And every yes, tweet please, will be public. Please. And the more offensive it gets, the better. The more points. No, please don't. <laughs> yeah, so you better start throwing down those five-star reviews yes. if you haven't yet. Mm-hmm. So People are going to do that just for fun now. Hopefully I did you guys justice. Also, if you give five-star reviews, you will be allowed to do that. 
So let's just make yeah, sure go for that it. they're five. So all the other Game of Thrones people on the internet, like yourself, can find the show strategically over iTunes and the new <laughs> apps that they're pushing out with iOS 6. It's a lot to figure out, and it's a lot to swallow at the same time. You know, we've been busy. We've been moving and doing our things, but we promise, and this is a pledge to you, that we are back like the dinosaur movie, except we're not going to be flying into the sky um, also, we're not oh, dinosaurs, man. which Selena sometimes thinks are kangaroos. Um, yeah. We're, we're not, we're <laughs> that live in Australia. <laughs> Can you prove things. they're not? <laughs> uh, hyperbole plug. Yes, hyperbole. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great plug. Now, we'll see you next week, everybody. Uh, we have all kinds of great stuff going on uh-huh. over there. Um, <laughs> no, it, wow. no it, it, it really is the best. Go check it out. Leave me a nice That's comment cool. every once in a while. Uh, I appreciate it. H-Y-P-B-A-E-B-L-E.com. No, guys, honestly, Hyperbole's awesome. Um, I have found myself uh, disregarding nepotism and actually using Hyperbole, and it's it's a great place to find entertainment news and really just find interesting shit of stuff that you like, Um, including awesome Glee coverage by John Thrasher. He's just on top of that stuff, so I I like to get in on that, too. Yes. There we go. A specific plug. People will love that shit. Go, John. And for all our latest interweekly owns, go to gameofowns.com. I love that sound bite. It was just good. Strong. Yeah. So if you guys have an own of the week uh, sourced from this episode, what you thought was the most ridiculous or own-worthy thing that we spoke out loud or within any things that we've said or perhaps our current Twitter behavior, anything like that, you can just let us know on the tweets or on the Facebooks and all of those things. Game of Owns is back, everybody. We're back better than ever. Better than Ezra. Right, guys? We're good. But not better than Zemza. Not better than Zemza. Yes. I am whispering. Is that it? Come on, come on, actually, isn't it? After all that, I'm Eric Skull. I'm Mike Tanner. I'm Selena Wilkin. Goodbye, everybody. I'm Zach. See you later. Bye.